Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. We ain't nothing but some cheese. We ain't nothing but some cheese. Cheese on the podcast. Hey, 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 everybody, happy Monday to all in the boxing world, the boxing community, the boxing world wide from everybody from where you're at, state to state, country to country, night and day, wherever you're at, how are you doing? Um, we are coming off of an emergency podcast that happened last Friday. Um, can't really say what struck it other than the fact that the, the, the state that was at, at hand at the time being and I feel like maybe I needed to calm down a little bit because it was a little bit amped up, and that day it was a, definitely an emergency for an, a, re, a reason. We couldn't say it was an emergency and come on the same way we always come on and very casually killing the podcast game when it comes to talking boxing. However, one thing I would like to add on was that, you know what, we'll just save that. We'll just save that. There's a whole lot we got to talk about today. We could wrap up the Lomachenko fight that was uh, aired on ESPN, which for whatever reason, why they ended up switching channels to the two and all that, and they had tennis going on. I don't know what was up with that, but and also the Carissa Shield fight that happened on Friday. But it'd be pointless for me to try and do that by myself. Can't do any of this by myself. That's why I got my main man with me coming out from Houston, Texas. It don't get no better than this. You got the the gruesome twosome, uh, you know. And um, I got to see how my man is doing today. Uh, we are definitely on a different boat ride than it was kind of, what was happening Friday. So uh, we got to talk to my man out there in Houston, Texas, D. Willow Wilson. What's good with you, my man? How you doing? RC, RC, appreciate it, man. Uh, I'm doing good, man. A nice Monday night, just chilling. You know, got a good couple of weeks off, just chilling. And, uh, you know, good – um, just gonna talk some boxing with you this morning. It's good to hear that uh, this morning, this this evening. Good to hear that you're uh, you're a little more stable in your mental capacity as far as boxing and everything that's going on. Um, I don't know what happened. I don't know if uh, if that uh, that white ice got to you that that the Friday night and might have slapped you or dumped you. But I see you got it back together on the you know you had a good weekend on the beach uh with your young thing. I don't know, maybe y'all had something going on, on on Friday that got you a little upset. That's why you're mad at the boxing world. But hey, don't bring that personal <laughs> stuff on the on the show and start hating on the boxing game. Man. Oh, you know, man. Just try to you know, I know you're a young man, but when they hit you like that, man, just keep playing smooth next time. You know, don't let them know they got to, you know. So, you know, Bob, it's good to hear that you're uh you know, you're more on kilter today and uh and ready to talk some real boxing, man. All right, first of all, let me just say this. I ain't in no sunken place or nothing like that. And there ain't never going to no per- – the, the whole personal life never comes on when it comes to me in a bad mood from something like that that deals with boxing. I'm always going to be boxing as what it is and the state of what it is. You know, what really got me going off last week was Anthony Joshua and Amir Khan, and it just – it kind of just snowball affected out that way. So, um, uh, you know, it's all good. And, I mean, yeah, I was out there on the beach having a good time and – uh, kind of cooled out a little bit. Came back here and back in Central California in the residence where we, where we don't worry about too much going on out. We just worry about what's in the front. But I mean, you sound like you're chilling big time. You said you got a couple weeks off. Oh man, you, what trouble you plan on getting into re- coming up, my man? 
Oh, no, I'm not getting in any trouble, though. I'm just low-key. I'm going to be – I'll probably hit this Vegas here in a couple of weeks. I was going to – well, not was. Um, bad bad timing. We are – we're in the uh, – we're in Vegas the week before the McGregor uh, – the Mayweather-McGregor fight. So, you know, that's either good oh, or man. bad. Yeah, don't worry about looking that. at it. Yeah, yeah, I'm not really tripping on that. But besides that, man, I'm just chilling, man. Where, you know, I just relax, man, and get piney. Pine being with and, and chill with the kids, dog. That's what I do these days and watch boxing, man. Oh, man, that's what's up. That's what's up, dog. We don't even got to worry about going to the McGregor Mayweather fight. Um, but I was wondering if we were gonna all make it out to the Triple G Canelo fight because I know Simon was talking about getting out there. D's been talking about getting out there. Janelle's talking about getting out there, and I think I was already looking at my hotel today. They're gonna be charging a motherfucker, but um, you know, I'll probably. I probably chill low key the first night there for the weigh in, you know, maybe out in um <clears throat> in a different spot off the strip, but come fight night definitely gotta be on the strip, see if uh, see if the the old team is gonna be out there so to speak. What do you think about that fight, my man? You think you're gonna swing out by chance? My maybe if you could let the Mrs. Wilson get you out the house on the what is it, September sixteenth? Bro, 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 bro. I make the rules here. I get out the house when I want to get out the house. It just, you know, it just depends on how I'm looking, what work's looking like. I might be able to shoot out there, but, uh, you know, just to keep it on a, just to, you know, you're talking about the old team. And I want to take a, I want to shoot a shot at somebody, take a slug. We've got this guy, yeah. D, from, D from the 843, whatever. Under, I think he's an undercover racist, but that's neither here nor there. Now, <laughs> I bet him like what well, I guess I bet him on the uh whatchamacallit last fight, the Broner Garcia fight. I think I bet him at the last minute. I was a little tossed. I forgot to bet. You know, he hit me. I told him I'd get him the loot. I'm having a little trouble with the uh with that PayPal due to identity identity theft, right? So uh, okay. I get a yeah, yeah. I get a text message. I get a text message, hey, where's my money? I'm like, calm down, dog. You the same guy that you know, you made me wait like three weeks for for a payment, a month for a payment. You made me wait. You made sign uh, sign wait months for payment. Oh you yeah, know, just relax. You get you get your loot. <laughs> then he hits me with the uh, you y'all you a fuck boy, right? So just over no. for everybody to hear. He said, you know, I'm not gonna say well, you know, I'm not a snitch, so we're not gonna say the whole thing, you know, that because that's just between oh, yeah, me and yeah, him, yeah. you know. But he took, you know, he was taking shots. He took a few shots. Whatever, he take a shot to me, and I just, and I just wanna just throw it out there, just in case he's listening, just in case anybody's listening. D, I've met you face to face, live, like mano imano. We in know effect. the deal. We know the fucking deal, bro. So let's not, you know, let's not talk tough on the phone. You'll get your money, but don't, you know. Stop the tough talk, because you will be able to see me. I'm seeable. <laughs> so if you really want to see me, if you want to talk tough, I'll not pay you, and you can try to see me. But me and you have been face-to-face. We know the truth. You're an old-ass dude, an old little dude, and I would mop your ass up. <laughs> so let's just keep it, let's just keep it, uh, let's keep it player, as we always have. And, you know, throwing out, you know, throwing out that whack stuff on, on, on uh, text messages are cool. But let's get to boxing, man. And let's get to boxing. But, you know, one thing that the people will definitely know is if that happens to go down in Vegas, I have to get a little cheap shot in there since, you know, just because, you know, get a little taser or something like that. But that's another thing. It's whatever. No, but, uh, that's no funny, man. Shot, it went down. <laughs> that's, a, uh, that's a bomb voyage, dog. That's a sleep. That's an instant Z, dog. That's instant Z, dog. We know it. I know it. Everybody knows it. D knows it. So, you know, I just told him, hey, don't come to me with that tough talk. I told you what was up. I'll get you, dog. You know, <laughs> he, he don't have no real bank account. He's banking at some uh, some whack-ass place where I just can't send him the money. It's got to be through PayPal. That's all he's got. So, you know, until yeah. then, and I'm not And if anybody wrestling. goes through PayPal, yeah, if anyone goes through PayPal, I know it takes about two days to go off top, even if the, the whole thing goes correctly, because I remember uh, a while back, I believe it was last year, when San Francisco played the New York Giants. I was on Facebook talking about, I bet Kaepernick comes out and goes hard this game. And he was all bet. And, um, you know, I was on the go that day. I think he, he, ended up, he ended up trying to call me out on the show the next day. Like, we never even made a bet. And the Kaepernick did ball out. Frisco barely lost by six points at the end. And uh, basically what I predicted was going to happen, happened. 
And he still was talking about, like, if I bet him, like, we're going to bet on the game or something like that. So, D, you know, he's one of those guys who gives a little bit of liquid courage. I don't know if anybody follows Plies on Instagram, but if you follow Plies on Instagram, you'll see this elderly white man who's dancing, listening to music with a whole bunch of brothers and, and big wheels and all that. And that, it, it, that might be one of his boys or <clears throat> or his uh, biological father. I'm not sure, but uh, he brings out a character whenever some people owe him money who puts on a, a wrestling mask and rocks a, a Confederate flag with Charleston shoe and brass knuckles called so the Riley guy, Rider, which I don't know. That guy came out because he owed money. That was the that was the Riley Rider I think came out when he owed five hundred dollars and he wasn't paying. You know, but it is what it is, man. I'm yeah, gonna get, I'm gonna get the man his money as I paid as I paid all my bets. You know, I'm just not in the rush because he wasn't in the rush to pay me. But I am. Oh, no doubt. Um, you can listen to here every week and figure out what fights I'm going to. You can uh, direct message me. You can text me. You figure out where I'm going to be. I am seeable. And these hands can go for free. But let's talk boxing. Let's talk boxing. Biscuits with no sides, ladies and gentlemen. And speaking with some biscuits and no sides, man, you know, a lot of people try to give me shit for the emergency podcast when I was kind of bashing on the Lomachenko fight. And, you know, I call it the way I see it. And on that day, I was just ramped up a little bit higher than normal. And, I mean, was I wrong? I, I told everybody white it was girl a shit show. I was not. <laughs> no, no, no. I was not white girl wasted at all. Hey, man, hey, man, it's been smooth sailing, man. That's all good. I mean, we've got on almost two months or something like that, and it's been all clear sales, man. You know, I hear it in your voice, though. <laughs> it's been all good, man. Like I ain't had no problems. We've been we've been riding pretty cool, so it's all just coasting. It, 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 even if we did have some problems, it'll never affect the way I look at the sport I love most. Like you know, it don't affect no boxing, man. But hey, you know, um, it was just one of those days where a whole lot of a whole lot of lot of was going on, and it's just like you know what, An emergency and shit. I think we knocked it out pretty good. We had a couple guys talking about it. On I like the way Jacob uh, Jacob from Long Beach the way he promoted it. Uh, was talking about angry RC and like I wasn't angry. I was just, you know, um, I was just upset with the fact that what was going on, especially with Lomachenko. That's what it all boiled down to at the end of the day was Lomachenko getting so much respect from everybody, getting so much credit for whatever he's done recently, which has been in so hand. I mean, his handful of fights. Um, I mean, the guy was toying with the man this last fight. I mean, the guy ended up stopping in the corner and you know i was watching it from uh hermosa beach pier i was watching it at a bar and i was just like man this is a joke man i mean i want to i mean this guy is just loading up double cock back uppercuts before he's letting off and um you know i wasn't impressed i felt like he should be in there with a a customer that's going to actually give him something back to make him think because everybody's setting traps for each other but it's about levels whenever you're on that type of uh um strategic-wise of when you're throwing your hands. And Lomachenko, man, obviously, I'm not saying he's garbage. I'm not saying he's garbage at all. But I am questioning his huevos because right now he's got three fights that he could possibly make happen, which maybe the third one is a a, a pass. He could get a hall pass for that one because it's looking like if he goes up and fights Mikey Garcia, my prediction is he get knocked the fuck out. Or he could fight Gamma Rigondeaux. My opinion, he gets outboxed. Third, he could fight Gravante Davis. Who knows? Maybe he does beat Gravante Davis. But however, those are three fights right there off top that he can make some noise with going down. And then we haven't even talked about that chum Burt Chalt. He could probably be somebody to make something happen too. So there's fights to be out there for Lomachenko. And for him just to be, you know, playing around with his food in the ring the way he did on, on Saturday night on ESPN – um, they say enter the matrix, but I tell him enter the big leagues, you bush league boy, because all he's been doing is toying with people in the bush league. You don't, you don't have a guy like let's say, um, uh, I don't know, let's say John Carlos Stanton. He's a baller out in Miami for the uh, for the Marlins. You don't have him playing in the AAA. You don't have him playing it against double-A pitchers. You have him in the big leagues because he's been doing his thing in big league fashion. 
And I feel like Lomachenko is a guy who's in the AAA leagues who should be in the big leagues against tough competition, but he hasn't shown that. And he's been having a whole lot of fun. And you got Bob Arum, like, you know, Bob Arum, we, we know where he's at at this point in the career. He's um with the boxing Illuminati to somehow keep his top-ranked company relevant when it comes to setting up his main guy that put all the money in his pockets with Manny Pacquiao against Jeff Horn. But he's trying to make this whole facade about Vasily Lomachenko talking about that kid is the best thing I've seen since Muhammad Ali. Like, when you say stuff like that, it takes me back to that emergency podcast type of a mode because, to me, the guy needs a defensive coordinator, a new defensive coordinator, because even though he was toying with old boy this weekend, he, I mean, he didn't walk out like he was ready to go club, and he still had some lumps under his eyes. So, Vasily Lomachenko is a guy who gets overrated to me, and I'm not saying he's garbage, which people probably think that I'm hating on him like that, but I just want to see him fight some competition that's actually going to make him force him to react to what they react to his his punches so it's like okay you've been doing good but it's time to step up what did you think about that fight that happened this weekend will as usual uh, as usual we were uh, right on the dot um lomachenko fought a guy who had just lost um a title shot in the weight class below him um a guy who has fought nobodies. He had fought. He had two losses. Uh, he had lost to the champion, lost to Nicholas Walters. Uh, everybody else he fought and won were bums, pretty much. Um, you know, it was an easy showcase fight, and I can't get mad at that. And and I'm not mad at the route that Lomachenko's taking. You know, um, you said uh, Carlos Stanton can't be, uh, shouldn't be in the minor leagues, but he did play in the minor leagues, right? But as he was coming up in the minor leagues, they weren't calling him the best baseball player uh, in the game. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, Lomachenko, he has good fights for, for nine for nine fights. He's got uh, two. I'll say he's got three legitimate fights. Gary Russell was legitimate, but uh, but we we figured out that he's trash now. So I, I will Yo, count. Real, uh, real I'll quick, Willa, real quick, real quick, Willa. Real quick, though, but, but Lomachenko started off in the big leagues, though. His first professional fight was for a title. That's why I compare it to that because he, he didn't have to build it up. I mean, he did in the amateurs, but his first professional fight on record was for a world title, and he lost to Salido. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That wasn't his first fight, was it? No, 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 no. no, no. His, his pro debut. His first his pro fight. De- his, <laughs> His pro debut, sir, his was pro, against. His pro against. debut was just for. No, it was it was against. Uh, I'm looking at it now. Toledo was his second fight that he lost. So he won a W a WBO interim fight. Then he fought for the vacant world featherweight for the WBO world and lost. Then he fought Gary Russell. So you know his first three fights, he's got two two tough fights. So uh, you know. But you called and Gary then he Russell fought Nicholas Walters. Right, right, but at that time we didn't know that he was a bum. You know what I'm saying? So that was a step up fight. <laughs> true, true. Then okay. he stepped up okay, and fought Toledo. Then he did, no, he he fought Toledo. We thought he was fighting Gary Russell because Gary Russell looked the part. He uh he's got the fastest hands, but he's got the softest hands. So you know it is what it is. So I was a damn shame. I won't hate on Lomachenko's record. I won't hate on the way they're bringing Lomachenko up. Only thing I hate on is people saying that he's the best pound-for-pound boxer in the game. He's not even really, if we really look at it, you know, he's not really a top 10 pound-for-pound boxer in the game. We're giving this guy credit. He fought two guys, and he's one and one. He lost to Salido. Mikey Garcia gave Salido that worked. Why is he not, why is he ranked over Mikey Garcia? You know, this, the Lomachenko hate that that I spew isn't Lomachenko hate. It Lomachenko fans, great white hype. It, it's all these guys that are giving a guy that's got nine fucking fights and a loss to Salido, who's lost 13 fights, trying to say that he's pound for pound the best boxer. Pound for pound means that you're the best boxer, so you should be able to beat the people that are your size, your pounds. If you're pound for pound, that means everybody at your right. size you beat up, and he hasn't done that. He lost to Salido, uh, a guy who has 13 wins. You know, so I don't want to really hit that, you know, 
it's not really the hate. Lomachenko is the future of boxing. He will be there. He will be one of the guys up top, maybe. Well, even, you know, even if he fights Mikey Garcia, he could still whoop everybody and, and, and lose to him and still have a great and, and still have a great career and be one of the best. Right, but right. he's not the best at he's not the best guy in his within ten pounds of his weight class. So he definitely ain't the best fucking pound for pound. He's actually not even top ten if we keep it one hundred percent real. His resume doesn't stack up. You know, and I echo the sentiments that you just spoke on right now because a lot of people think that maybe if what we're saying about Lomachenko is coming off as haters, and I really don't have anything to hate off the guy. He's got a lot of talent. He's got skills, 100%, great footwork, ring IQ, all that. But what we're talking about is the people that are putting him over as pound for pound the best at this point in time, which is ridiculous when you got guys ahead of him by miles. Like for Andre Ward, I mean the 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 work that this man's put in his career compared to the work that this guy's put in to get the uh, the grass level of of respect from boxing fans to put him on that mythical list as pound for pound the best is just ridiculous. And you know, um, there's no <clears throat> cheap shot at saying he lost to Orlando Salida because Salida is one of the toughest guys out there. He's a tough he's a tough guy. You don't want to put a young fighter in there with, but you know, um, the Lomachenko fans give him a pass saying, oh. Uh, Salido's being dirty. He's giving low blows. That's the only reason he won the fight. Well, what the fuck are you supposed to do when someone is getting dirty with you in a fight? Um, you do the same shit that they're doing until the referee says something. And if the referee says something, then you tell him, okay, watch this guy now because he's doing the same shit to me. It's boxing 101. People don't, for whatever reason, everyone gives a fucking, uh, they, they, they turn the cheek to certain situations like that. But, you know, I, I think a lot of people probably thought we were crazy because, it was a fight that we weren't really too hyped up about. I wasn't going to tell anybody, oh, yo, you should turn into this fight that's coming on Saturday. If you ain't doing shit, it's going to be on ESPN. It's going to be lit. No, I wasn't telling nobody that. Like, when it was on TV, I was just like, oh, shit, they're showing it here. All right, well, you know, I wasn't planning on watching it uh, live. Uh, I was probably going to watch it the next day check it out. But, you know, um, but, it was on, hey, so I watched I it. And it was just, yo, yo. But to keep it, yeah, but to keep it 100%, Lomachenko put on a show. It was a showcase, you know. So people that I know, people that haven't he did that did, didn't watch, hadn't been watching boxing, really didn't know about Lomachenko. I saw guys like, damn, who is this guy, Lomachenko? He looks like he looks like he's the truth. Oh man, they're saying he's one of the best pound for pound. Oh god, this guy's the best boxer in the game. Like he just whooped this guy for oh, the yeah. championship. Blah blah blah. <laughs> you know, so it was a good showcase. It got the hype. So I'm not mad at anything. That Lomachenko did. I'm not mad at the car. I'm not mad at the mat. Uh, you know, I'm not mad at the matchup per se. You know, there's guys that he should be fighting, and he still he still got time to fight them. So you know, yeah, rigging down. He needs to fight them sooner than later. But the other guys, they're all young guys, so they're, they're, nobody's going anywhere. So you know, I'm not mad at Lomachenko getting brought up like this. I'm just mad at the hype. But it is what it is. He's needed in the game, and uh, I'll just continue to hate because 50 percent of boxing is hating the other guy. So, you know, um, <laughs> I'm not mad at that. I'm not going to hate on Lomachenko. Um, he, it was a good showcase. I wasn't hype about the fight, but they did what they're supposed to do. He went out there. He looked good. He clowned. He he hit the guy with his uh, the so-called matrix move, and he, knocked the, and he got him out of there. So, you know, we'll see. I'm not going to hate on him. I'm sure he'll be the, the future, but – uh that was a good show that he put on on Saturday. Oh, yeah, no doubt. He can fool the people. Like, if, if a casual boxing fan is watching this and be like, all right, let's check out who's this guy. Oh, shit, this guy looks good. He's got, like, they call him the Matrix. You can see why. He, he slips out of clinches. He does all this and that. He does everything so fantastic. He can fool the people, definitely. And that's why I say... He's got skills, and there's no reason to hate on the guy when it comes to performance-wise. He definitely put on the show. It was something that you um, you would want to see on ESPN Boxing on a Saturday night instead of something um, similar to a style of uh, Arizlani Lara, a guy that gets a lot of respect from true boxing fans because of the, 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 the sharpness of work that this guy does. But when it comes to the casual type of boxing fans, if you would put Arizlani Lara um, pre- Canelo lost because after his Canelo loss, he's been knocking dudes out pre-Canelo loss. Uh, people wouldn't want to see that. 
You know, they don't want to see the Mayweather style with the technician just making a guy look silly, getting pop shots off, getting points and winning rounds. So, you know, definitely got to give hats off to Lomachenko because he did look good that night. Um, you know, Mariaga, um, you know, tough customer, but he was just in too deep. You know, um, he bit off more than he can chew, and he wasn't necessarily uh, taking a big bite when, as far as the, the, the trash talking came. But he was definitely in there with another class that he wasn't able to compete with. So um, y- you got to just uh, uh, tip your cap to the customer that was in there. He was game. He's cornered through the towel. And, you know, I'm not mad at that because, you know, you got guys like Pritchard Cologne um, that are in, you know, terrible condition because of boxing. You had guys like Tim Bradley retire at an early age because of damage he took in a Ruslan Pavotnikov fight. And it's just something that in boxing, I, I'm not a, uh, I'm not going to shit on somebody who gets a towel thrown in to quit a fight. Um, no matter how bad uh, people will try and roast somebody and barbecue them for quitting. Because, you know, you enter a boxing ring and you don't know if you're going to leave the same way that you walked in. So, um, you know, if, if, if let's say if he continued the fight and Lomachenko landed off some of these crazy shots and he ended up getting, you know, turned into a paraplegic such as Pritchard Cologne, it's just like, well, then you blame it on the corner. Like, oh, they should have saved him. They should have threw it in. He's in a different level. They obviously knew that Lomachenko was at a different class than him and they saved him. So I'm not mad at that when it comes to something like that. When it comes to premature stoppage, if it's something so significant as what we've seen on Saturday night, hey, you know, not that it's not saying that Lomachenko is the most devastating puncher, but, you know, he was definitely on another level and he could have really hurt that guy pretty bad if it came down to it. So, um, you know, he looked good, and I really hope to see him just step up and fight somebody because we're done with all this shit. One of the reasons I was upset on Friday was talking about we want to see the best fight the best. And right now, I want to see Lomachenko fight either Mikey Garcia, Gamble Rigondeaux, or Javante Davis. Even though the Javante Davis is a little bit afraid of him, I admit. <laughs> and I like Javante Davis. I like Tank. But uh, it seems like he's being uh, carried in the right direction. So, hey, it, it, it's the business. You might as well do your business as, as, as much as you can, get as much money as you can before you get the biggest risk of your career. So that is what that is. But you got guys like Gamble Rigondeaux who's been ready for a big fight like this. And you got guys like Mike Garcia, who's not afraid of a big fight like this. He's proved it by stepping up and weight and beating Adrian Broner. So um, I just want to see what this guy does next. And maybe he will shut me the fuck up if he does take one of these big fights. And let's say he ends up winning it, which I don't think he'll do. But if he proves me wrong, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be one of the first persons to say that I was, I was wrong about that. And, and uh, I'll take it on a chin like a champ. So it ain't nothing to worry about. But, um, one other fight that happened on Friday, it was Carissa Shields against Nikki Adler. Did you watch that fight, Willow? Because you were the one who corrected me on Friday when I was going crazy about that fight going down that night on Showtime. Uh, no, I didn't really. I didn't catch it live. I uh, I did catch the highlights. Um, I guess. Uh, well, not again. Neither did I. Uh, Shields was. Uh, Shields did step up in competition and fought the. Uh, and fought uh, Nikki Adler, like you said, who was the the super middleweight champ. I don't know what I think it might have been the WBC. So they fought for the WBC and the IBF uh, super weight uh, super middleweight title. So uh, she knocked yes, home girl out, or TKO'd her, and uh, now she's uh, she's got two two straps. So uh, like Lomachenko, she strapped up very early in the game uh, with only. With only three fights, three and zero, two straps, super middleweight. So she's probably going to be uh, undisputed real quick, and uh, you know, dominate this game. I, I mean, she's going to be knocking girls out like Ann Wolf. But uh, there's you know, uh, the you know reason I asked about it, bro. The reason I asked you about it, Willow, is because the 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 champion of the other two titles by a woman of the name of Christina Hammer. I was hoping you seen this woman. Uh, she was there in the weigh-in. She was there at the end of the fight, and she is five foot eleven, Kazakhstan German. That is there to be Carissa Shields' next fight. And oh man, Willa, Willa, Willa. She is uh, she is a bikini model, slash boxer, slash champion, slash sponsored by Mercedes Benz because how bad she looks. And I'm telling you, I'm when I seen her, I was like, yo, where have I been? looking at women's boxing because 
if Ronda Rousey got that big off her quote-unquote looks and wins, well, you got Christina Hammer who's who's been stacking up wins, getting straps, and looking 10 times better than Ronda Rousey, maybe 11 times, maybe 20 times better than Ronda Rousey. Christina Hammer looks like to be the next challenger for Carissa Shields, and I'm telling you, man, I, I, I became a fan instantly. Like, I never seen a woman in boxing that's been that goddamn beautiful since since my girl Carmen Vargas out in your area in Houston, Texas. Uh, undefeated WBO and WBC world champion, 21-0. I mean, yo, you need to look her up if you ain't seen her, my man. Yeah, I'm looking I'm looking at her right now, dark head, tall chick. She looks all right. She ain't really the bomb. Ah, really, you ain't that impressed. She really looks sort of crazy in the face. I mean, I, I, mean, I would hit, no doubt, but she ain't looking too good, man. It's uh, she's look. I mean, she's all right, you know. You know, she's not a bad oh. woman, but she ain't really that good looking. You sort of hyped her up. I was looking. Oh, I'm you know, sorry. You got, airbrush, little, you got some high yeah, standards. Airbrush. Yeah, when she's airbrushed, she's looking a little better than she does when she's live. You know, yeah, in the picture, she's looking a little better, but the, these live pics, she's looking a little crazy. So you know, it is what well, she's, she's in bad, the maximum. All right, give me another so one. She's got the other two. Where you at with her? Uh, I'm looking right here, probably one through ten. We'll give her a seven point five, seven eight. <laughs> you know. Okay, okay. She, you know, that's what I'm looking at. She's just looking a little crazy to me, but you know, I have to. I, you know, I'm looking right here. Yeah, Lady Hammer. She's looking crazy. She's all right, but just like I don't know. She's probably about to catch that work, like all these Ukrainians and uh, Eastern. Uh, I hope not. Uh, Eastern Europeans. <laughs> Uh, when they mess with the real deal, USA, they get knocked out or they quit or uh, something or they uh, get the gift win. So, you know, he's about to get <laughs> – well, I'm about, about to turn to, my uh, back on Like the I said again, Phil's about to be 4-0 with all KOs. Uh, well, I take that back. I don't know if she's all KOs. I'm pretty sure she is. But she's going to be 4-0, uh, undisputed middleweight champ, uh, super middleweight champ going uh, – Guess going up to the next level. She's probably not losing any fights, man. Uh, she's beating these girls easily, easily. I don't know, man. I, I'll turn my back on my country and throw the flag real quick so I can rock with Christina Hammer because you giving her a 7.5. Look, I'm not going to overrate her or nothing like that, but I got her above an 8 for sure just because, I mean, that. okay, let's not go there because, you know. But anyway, she's bad, man. I don't know what your type is. I mean, I know you kind of um, – you might have a certain – there's different strokes for different folks. So, but when I think Christina Hammer, I mean, hey, kind of get it fooled. Like, maybe she can't box with how pretty she looks. But, hey, you know, looking at the highlights of her, she's got some hands. So, um, Carissa Shields definitely looking good, you know, came out with that uh, and looking good by throwing her hands, hand skills and all that, hand skills and all that. Um, coming out with Chris Cyborg, that man from MMA – and uh, one that was making trends in the sparring video that they had when you had UFC's most avoided women, and then you had the gold medalist in boxing and Carissa Shields, and you know there was a you know shot to my mixtapes and everybody that was posting videos saying that these chicks fighting harder than dudes. So uh, Carissa Shields definitely has got that dog in her, and I'm not sure how it's going to go out when it comes to Christina Hammer because I'm not going to lie to nobody, you know I I really um. I don't follow women's boxing too much. You know, I feel like it's safer in the kitchen. Uh, and I don't really I don't really condone women fighting that way unless it's mud wrestling. So, uh, you know, teach his own. But, um, you know, uh, when I seen her this last Friday, I said she stole the show. So um, when it comes down to it, hopefully it looks like they're going to get this whole thing set up with uh, women's fighting. And, and it looks like Carissa Shields is going to get a lot, uh, a big push from Showtime. You know, congratulations. Boxing needs something like this because UFC has uh, took over storm when it comes to women fighting. If you look at women like, well, you could say Ronda Rousey, which I know you really ain't a big fan of as far as the way she looks. But uh, you could look at Misha Tate. You could look at Paige Van Zandt, who is a former cheerleader type shit, pretty looking white girl who, you know, can get blood and guts type shit. Uh, Other than that, I can't really think of no other pretty girls, but... mm, but that's about it. But, um, you know, hopefully boxing could somewhat 
make this move and uh, having women getting down and and uh, putting on the way the same UFC has. It's, we're not really in any competition when it comes to levels, but when it comes to women's boxing, uh, the only women fighters I really paid attention to was, like I said, Carmen Vargas out in your hood and uh, Michaela Loran coming out from overseas. So hopefully this fight could build up to be something real nice, and I'll tell you, I, I, I'll be looking forward to the weigh-in. I'll be looking forward to the weigh-in, sir. I will. Me too, man. So I can see another USA fighter knock another Eastern European out the motherfucking mix to unify and be the fucking undisputed champion. <laughs> okay, okay. We got some RIPs to give out to this week. Well, surprisingly, uh, we didn't expect all this, man. We had earlier in the week, or uh, well, not earlier in the week, uh, recently, Vladimir Klitschko hanging up the gloves. Then you had Tim Bradley hanging up the gloves. And then came out the most recently, you had Juan Manuel Marquez hanging up the gloves. And that's just three fighters who've been putting up some, you know, pretty good blood and gut and battles that's been, it's been notable. You know, you had, uh, well, Vladimir Klitschko not so much fighting overseas and everybody thought he was born. But when it came to Tim Bradley, you know, he's been on pay-per-view numerous times fighting Manny Pacquiao and um, uh, even Juan Manuel Marquez himself. And everybody knows about Marquez making the biggest knockout in big fight history. And, uh, the, you know, he had that uh, special uh, retirement cake today. That or, or um, not sure when it was, but it was uh, posted out today about his little uh, Pacquiao. He had a ring with Pacquiao just laid out face first. I know you like that because you, really, you don't really fuck with Pacquiao like that. And, uh, I mean, for each of these guys, Tim Bradley, it seemed like he could have went on longer. You know, Klitschko and Marquez were a little bit on the, the, the back end of their days. But for each of these guys calling it quits so, uh, at this certain time, for Tim Bradley especially, he could have definitely made a lot of more money. But he um, he had some wars with Ruslan Provodnikov where he took a little bit too much damage that he should have in 2012, fight of the year. I mean – for these guys hanging it up, what do you have to say about, let's say, Vladimir Klitschko, let's say Tim Bradley, let's say Juan Manuel Marquez. Was it time to go for Bradley and for those other guys? How was the career stacked up? Man, it was there was three great fighters that we saw take a, take a nap last week and this week. Marquez put up that great performance against Pacquiao, sleeping him, making his wife cry. One of the best, yes, yes. one of the best moments in boxing history. Um, Marquez was a great Mexican champion, and I'm glad, and I'm glad we were uh, able to witness him. He's definitely a Hall of Famer. And salute to Marquez. Salute to Val- Vladimir Klitschko, even though he was one of the boringest fighters of all time. He would still drop a fool. And he still had his reign of over 10 years as the champ, um, even though his brother uh, had to get uh, um, get some of his work done for him. He was still a true <laughs> champion. Yeah, and I want to yeah. say, uh, and I want to say, we're glad to have uh, seen Vladimir Klitschko fight. And uh, salute to Vladimir Klitschko. Timothy Bradley, another great fighter. Not maybe not a Hall of Fame fighter. But a fight that put it all on the line every time, every single fight, every round. We saw him give, again, your boy Manny Pacquiao that work for that upset win that some people say he didn't win, but I, I know that he really won that. Bradley, a guy who let his wife take half of his check and put all the money into his family. That's a real true guy. And, uh, Luca, Timothy Bradley, man. Salute guys, and I'm just, uh, you know, it was sad, and everybody was, uh, it was a shock, but, you know, it is what it is, man. RIP to those guys' careers, and may they uh, live long, prosperous lives. And It's so hard to say. 
career of Vladimir Klitschko teaming up as my man mentioned with his brother Vitaly who maybe some would say that he took on the tougher fights that Vladimir didn't have to take on regardless of how you put it cut it slice it throw it away it was a 10-year reign of being heavyweight champion of the world jab and grab steel hammers at times salute to Vladimir Klitschko you are one of the men who if not entertain the public, you've set the standard of how a heavyweight fighter should conduct himself as far as staying out of trouble, as far as keeping yourself in shape, and taking care of business. Timothy Bradley, another man who did not have to go blood and guts with a guy like Ruslan Provodnikov the way he did. I don't think anybody has ever tried to do that since Tim Bradley because that is Ruslan Provodnikov's game plan. But Tim Bradley, a better man than me, 100%, 1,000%, a better guy than I am, because a man that's taking care of a family that's not his and being, I mean, a complete spokesman for how a stepfather should be globally and taking care of his ring and taking care of his business in the ring as he does, taking care of himself conditioning-wise and um, you know, putting up some really good battles against Manny Pacquiao. I don't know why you keep calling him my boy Pacquiao, but against Pacquiao, he had some wars with him. You know, he wasn't afraid to go toe-to-toe with him at certain times. He even forklifted Manny Pacquiao in one of their meetings. Um, salute to that man as well. Tim Bradley is one of the, the blue-collar standards of boxing when it comes to how a man should should uh, put himself out to the public Kids could look up to that guy and think, hey, we could be a boxer too and and, um, we could hold ourselves to a high standard such as this man has because that's exactly what the Desert Storms did throughout his entire career. Even in defeat, he was still classy enough to give Manny Pacquiao props about things that happened and things that went wrong in the ring. And Tim Bradley is just a guy that was tough as hell. You know, he wasn't the strongest puncher from – what he would appear to be from physique-wise, but he is definitely one of those guys that was a tough customer, and his hard work made him better than he actually was. Hats off to the Desert Storm, and he did beat Manny Pacquiao once during the whole Pacquiao untouchable executioner era, regardless of how anybody wants to take away from it, saying it was a robbery and this and that. The books say Tim Bradley beat Manny Pacquiao in his prime, and that's a fact. Juan Manuel Marquez, a guy that's been one of the most prolific counterpunches in boxing, setting up traps, doing all these uh, tough fights. I mean, you know, when he fought Mayweather, he was a fat old man. Mayweather got him up in his weight class. But however you want to put it, he was one of those guys that was just a dangerous fighter for anybody. A lot. I mean, Marquez was one of those guys who would get knocked down but he was never in danger of losing the fight by getting knocked out. Regardless of getting knocked down, he actually probably got up tougher than he went before he was knocked down. And, you know, the guy that he really saved the entire Mexican race when it came to Manny Pacquiao's Mexicutioner run. Juan Manuel Marquez stood up for everybody, and he laid Manny Pacquiao out in the biggest knockout in big fight history, 100%, 1,000%, no, route, no, no, no discussion about it. There's no debate. It is undisputed. The biggest knockout in big fight history because Pacquiao went face first, hands by the hip, sleep. Sleep, 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 sleep. So, and you know what? A lot of people want to give Marquez shit for never giving Pacquiao some, a chance at some get back. Maybe I do at a certain extent just because I wanted to see him fight again because the styles were so perfect. You had a come forward fighter like Pacquiao and you had a counter puncher like Marquez. That's what made the fight so great. You know, the guys fought five fucking times. But Marquez was saying he didn't give a fuck if they were going to offer him a million dollars to rematch Pacquiao. He would not fight him again. And that's just that old school 
I'm not going to give you a chance to no get back regardless of what you throw at me because I got what I wanted. And he felt like he was screwed over in one or two of the fights that they had previously. So he was not even going to give him a chance to get that redemption. And that will be something that Manny Pacquiao will always take to his grave that I never got a chance to get back at Juan Manuel Marquez. And I love that petty shit. I like that petty shit by Juan Manuel Marquez, even though Willa came on Friday talking about he thinks I love Mexicans and the Mexican culture. That's why I come on the show and hate it. But I, I honestly, that's a mutual feeling to me. I don't really have no problems with any race um, in this country. I'm a, I'm a, I'm not a prejudiced person. I don't have any problem with Mexicans or, you know, whatever you want to talk about. But Juan Manuel Marquez, hats off. Salute to you on your way out. Smooth sailing. I hope for the best in the future endeavors for all these gentlemen. And I feel like Vladimir Kuzco, he could do something as far as being a doctor, which he already is. Uh, Tim Bradley, who knows what he's going to do. He might be a Pop Warner football coach. Uh, Marquez, maybe he'll just be one of those trainers in those bum-ass cities in Mexico uh, and train some guys to fight at some of the big spot bars that they have that's popping, say, at Hong Kong or Adelita's or something like that. So, uh, you know, but it, it was a week where we've seen guys leave the league, such as it was in the NFL, you know, when uh, guys like Charles Woodson, Marshawn Lynch, and things like that happen. But um, veterans in the game who definitely paved the way for a lot of these guys coming forward, and I definitely had to give those guys a shout-out because without those three men, boxing would have been – uh, you know, it would have been a, 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 a shamble of who's who as far as folks on the wheel. So definitely got to give those guys some props, whether biased opinions aside or whatnot. But, you know, I like that song you put out, Will. That was a really good thing you did right there, man. That was a, that was some pro shit you did right there, giving them a shout-out the way you did. I, I, that's, that's, why you're the, that's why you're running up for the co-host of the year, my man. That's why I can't do this shit without you. And I don't know how you felt about all three of those guys, but um, for some reason, I figure a guy like Joey Garcia from uh, a Facebook page we follow would say that you were favoritism to uh, Tim Bradley for some reason. But I feel like you're an equal opportunist, and I, I want to just tip my cap for you, tip my cap for you uh, to give that little shout-out the way you did. That was real professional of you, my man. Oh, man, you know how we do, man. We're just, we're just the best uh, boxing podcast on, uh, you know, and that's what we do. At the drop of the dime, we go and we can get real professional and real good, real quick. Hey, what, before we leave, hey, your boy, your boy, uh, the uh, man, what's his? I, I can't think of his name now. Get yeah, uh, Gamboa. I think Gamboa, Gamboa is fighting. Oh man, He's speaking of uh, Mexican Mexican uh, fight in the Mexican city, I think Gamboa is fighting on like Azteca, like the third fight on the card uh, listing. So he, uh, damn, you know. Boy, he went all the way down. That's another RIP. He he probably needs to go out, uh, just retire. He's fighting in Guadalajara. Man. For, uh, oh, on Azteca oh TV. You know, uh, the last time I was in Vegas, uh, I went for the Cinco de Mayo fight for Canelo Travis and, and Gamboa fought the night before. And I can't remember the guy's name he fought the night before, but it seemed like easy work. And Gamboa went in there and got ragdolled. He got absolutely ragdolled. And I never seen him like that because Gamboa was always a fighter that came up being a special fighter. He had that special kind of talent where he could he could keep his hands low, show off his defense, and make a guy look silly and still throw punches at him. I mean, this is a guy that won, you know, three or four rounds in the beginning rounds against Terrence Bud Crawford, who's considered, you know, in my opinion, Terrence Crawford is the number two pound-for-pound in the world right now. That's my opinion. He should be, he's second best in the game today, hands down. He's got every box checked in, in any statistic in boxing. A uh, guy that could go, you know, orthodox or southpaw. And for, you know, yeah, we all know what happened in that fight. You know, Crawford came out and he, 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 he you know, he did what he did and, and beat the shit out of Gamboa afterwards as soon as he made his adjustments. But, however, Gamboa was winning that fight in the first four rounds. And for a guy to just, like, I mean, oh, dude, he talk about a quick dive. I mean, that motherfucker went, he went straight skydiving 
as far as his career went. I mean, we all knew about the bad management and all that stuff, and, you know, that could be another RIP. I felt like the way that I last seen Gamboa was not a guy that I was accustomed to seeing over the years, and I felt like I never want to tell guys to retire because, you know, get your money while you can, but I felt like I really did want to have a conversation with Gamboa and say, amigo, no mas. I'm 100% with you, man. He's uh, he's like the the uh, the Hispanic Broner. Um, he's got all the skills, but for some reason it just doesn't click. So you know, hopefully we'll see what happens. I mean, he's still sort of I don't know how old he is, but uh, I think he's still sort of young. But he just doesn't have it, man. So let's uh, yeah. So it's all good. Well, that's another RIP, man. And you know, we'll uh. We'll give an RIP to the show that we had today because we wanted to come at you guys and give you guys what's coming up pretty soon and what was the wrap up for this week. And we got the we got the Bud Crawford and Indigo fight coming up for the unification in the welterweight division, man, or the one hundred and forty pound division. And I tell you what, man, it's heating up because Mikey Garcia is talking about maybe moving up fighting Terrence Crawford. That's the fight I think we all want to see over the the Mikey Garcia Lomachenko fight, personally speaking for myself, but you know, uh, speaking for me, my man D. Willow Wilson, the Outsiders of Boxing podcast. Uh, I, it's been a pleasure coming out here and just letting you guys know what it really was. The the emergency podcast was something that uh, was coming from the heart, and I felt like if I was completely wrong, and let's say Lomachenko got stopped, I would have had to give everybody a big apology. But I felt like I was right. And, you know, it ended up being right. And uh, people might think of me and Willa as being haters on somebody who's on a mythical pound-for-pound pound number one or two uh, on the list. It's nothing like that. It's just we read between the lines. We see through the mist, and that's why you get the abyss that is called the Outsiders of Boxing Podcast. We may not be such as your, your, your casual talk where it's a whole lot of yes-men bullshit. And we give it to you the really real. And I think we are proving right this week. This fight that was uh, uh, self-proclaimed to be something that, uh, bigger than it was, we called it how we see it, and we'll, we'll call it spade a spade. Well, and you got any final thoughts for this week, my man? Oh man, just RIP to three great, great boxers, though. And there it is, man. Respect to everybody uh, uh, listening to the show, coming through putting the support. We appreciate you all, man. And we will be back next week to break down the preview of the Indigo Crawford fight. And they'll be leading forward to two weeks sooner than what we got coming through with the whole sideshow of McGregor and Mayweather. And I'll tell you what, man, it's been a pleasure for everybody. Outsiders of Boxing Podcast, appreciate every single one of you all. And we will be back sooner than later. Bet on it. Outsiders of Boxing Podcast, we up. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.